Welcome into the Bad Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Carter, and we, Brandon and I, are so glad to have you tuned in with us today. To those of you listening along on Spotify, we are geared up and ready to go today. And if you're viewing this on YouTube, then go ahead and leave a like for today's episode. It does a lot for the channel. And to those who are new around here, then we will be honored for you to subscribe today. Becoming a bad fan is easy and made better by clicking the bell below this video to get notifications for all new videos coming down the pipeline. That way you are always connected with all things bad fan. Well, I can't do this thing alone. I'm joined my, by my good friend, Brandon Pacenick. As you guys know, Brandon, it's good to have you back in. How's the week been so far, big guy? It's been great. Work has been busy, which is good. Um, cold weather came back to Columbus, so been in the thirties. How cold are you guys getting? Wow, 30s. it's like high thirties in the mornings, and then uh, gets into the fifties in the afternoon. It's like it's weird days. It's like the sun is out a little bit, but it's being covered by gray clouds. So it's like it's almost it's not fog, but it's, uh, it's really interesting. Anywho. Hopefully we'll be in the spring next week, like just full-fledged spring, no more 30s. I don't want to see a three on the weather at all. Um, other than that, sports have been great this week. I mean, uh, the draft is going on right now as we speak, uh, but soccer in the middle of the week has been phenomenal. Uh, and my dad's coming in this weekend, so that's really exciting. Oh, very yeah. exciting. Nice. I like hearing yeah. that. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been good for the most part. Um, let's see. I went on a run this week, trying nice. to get back into fitness shape, getting ready good. for the summer, play some soccer. Um, home life's been okay, getting through the week. But yeah, like you said, the sports this week have been great. Uh, the standard, it seems, this past year has just been very high. You know, soccer mm -hmm. in particular. Um, we'll talk about that in about a couple of minutes. But really, it's been really top-notch sports and we're glad to have you guys in to listen about what we have to say about it um, as we always do we're taking you guys on a rundown and a journey through the world of sports giving an informative take on the headlines that you need to know and discussing our views that may go against the grain of other normal fans uh, but we're going to begin today's bad fan journey with some headlines since the last time that we talked on here um, beginning with the NBA playoffs, which are some things are ending in the first round, teams advancing to the second round of the playoffs. And we'll begin with the hometown team, the Atlanta Hawks, were eliminated by the Miami Heat um, in a game that was actually very close. Uh, DeAndre Hunter for the Hawks went off. I do think he got fleeced a bit at the end of the game. He fouled out with about a minute to go. P.J. Tucker really sold a foul. I mean, it was a flop, to be honest. Uh, the refs bought it, and they fouled out DeAndre Hunter. So the Hawks are sent home back to Atlanta until next season when, as Trey Young promises, to do more and do better. We'll see if he can come through on that. The points and assist leader, that is. Uh, the Chris Paul show has continued late into his career, and this guy literally did not miss in Game 6. Uh, he had 33 points and sent the New Orleans Pelicans home packing in six games. Uh, with a, literally a perfect performance, uh, the point guard, people are calling him. Um, <laughs> I guess he's doing pretty good. Sometimes you have people that have the commercial curse, but I think he's been doing okay with those State Farm commercials. Maybe Cliff has been helping out on the insurance side. Uh, the Warriors advance their return to the playoffs after missing out for the past couple of seasons with injuries to Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and more. Uh, they beat the Denver Nuggets in five games. And the Philadelphia 76ers beat the Toronto Raptors in six games as well. Joel Embiid impresses with 33 points and 10 rebounds, all done with a torn right thumb ligament. So 
he is living his best life sans Ben Simmons and him and James Harden are moving on to the second round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, would you like to see that, Brandon? Do we like seeing the 76ers achieve things? It's sort of funny uh, with a fat James Harden on their team. Um, yeah, I mean, Joel Embiid is just – its I think he and Giannis, I'm not even going to attempt to say the last name, um, mm-hmm. are like the two best players in the league for sure. They're so good. They're just absolutely ridiculous. Um at least this year they have been, and last year. I mean, they've been so consistent, it seems like. I don't follow the NBA super heavily, but when it comes to playoffs, they just seem so good. Like, oh, it's awesome. But Yeah, I love getting to see Yanis play. I think it was good to see the Hawks beat the 76ers last year. Just kind of yeah. felt like the same thing beating the Dodgers, just beating that team that it's sort of easy to pick on. Um, but at this point in the NBA playoffs, I'm really – not rooting for anyone in particular. I guess maybe Golden State to see if they can refine their glory from back in the day. Um, but hey, you know, that's basketball. We'll move on from that. Like you said, the NFL draft is currently happening. Round one has begun and is wrapping up. And the number one overall pick is actually the University of Georgia's Trayvon Walker. Uh, the edge rusher will be the fourth UGA player taking number one overall. And as the first since Matthew Stafford went in 2008, I would say that one worked out well for the LA Rams this past season. Mm-hmm. His time in Detroit obviously came to an end, but um, he certainly will be well remembered in Detroit as well. But Trayvon Walker starts his career in Jacksonville with the Jaguars. Um, the edge rusher will see to maybe find a way to make that team somewhat relevant. I don't think they're there yet. It depends on what they can do with the rest of their picks in the draft. Uh, the second pick up in Detroit is Aiden Hutch- Hutchinson. Um, staying in Michigan, uh, the Wolverine will stay home and we'll see if he can, again, a team that needs a lot of work up in Detroit, um, but we'll see if the Lions can turn anything around. And another team that needs a lot of work, and this one, again, I just, I don't know, dude, the home teams, sometimes they send you for a loop and the Atlanta Falcons, at the number eight pick, select wide receiver Drake London from USC was the wide receiver position our number one priority? I don't know. Um, uh, I think it like... was a priority, but the number one priority? Um, definitely not. When was the Falcons' second pick? Do you know? When is it? Uh, I don't know. I really, I think it's in the 40s, but. I mean, just... the best picks, in my opinion, in this year's draft are wide receivers. Like the best players in the draft are wide receivers, and they all went. I think they're probably all gone by now, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe something about his fail, his uh, frame, excuse me, and his build, like, is what the Falcons are looking for. But there are three, maybe four, better wide receivers on that were on the draft right. board when he was taken. In my opinion, um, I think he'll have a good career, though. It seems like he's a pretty good baller, so. Yeah, yeah, interesting, but I agree with you. Wide receiver, I would have not taken in that eight spot. Yeah, I think we really need some help on the offensive and defensive line. Maybe, yes. you know, uh, Terry Fontenot is talking about the BPA, the best player available, and maybe he just saw him, maybe not even this draft, but he's looking ahead a year or two from now. He's thinking, we won't have a chance at a guy like this again. I don't know his thinking, but only time will tell how this eighth pick will turn out down the road. I think. Kind of someone that stole the show 
isn't even a part of the draft. Uh, but Tennessee Titans wide receiver is no longer. A.J. Brown was traded from the Titans to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for the 18th overall pick, which turned into Arkansas receiver Traylon Burks and also a third rounder. Now, that's a huge move that shakes up the NFL. Uh, Philadelphia, I think, is having the best night for the draft one, or sorry, the first round. Uh, they also got Georgia tackle, uh, what's his first name, Davis? Uh, Jordan? Yes, Jordan Davis, and they're looking pretty good, making some big moves. Uh, Brown will also now sign a four-year, $100 million extension in Philly, so the Eagles will look to reinforce Jalen Hurts and see if he can actually be the star that they need him to be. Mm -hmm. I know our friend Robbie will be keeping an eye uh, kept on the, the rest of the draft in Philadelphia, but big moves from them, stealing the yeah. headlines, uh, getting a talented wide receiver, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. Um, so I think he was going into his last year of his contract is what they were saying. And then, you know, it's cool to see him get immediately extended. So right. it almost seems like they had this planned um, for a while now, <laughs> um, especially if a contract was already agreed to. Um, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, the Eagles are looking pretty good going into this next season. We'll see what happens. Um, but I got to shout out the Jets with some two really good moves, I think. Um, getting Sauce Gardner at, was it number four? And um, the uh, the old Buckeye, um, <laughs> Garrett Wilson, who I think is probably the best wide receiver in the draft. Um, just his his upside is insane. Um so two two Ohioans, uh, at least they went to college in Ohio, um, going to New York. So hopefully it works out for them. I think the Jets are just a terrible organization, but um, I had to I shout agree. out the Jets a little bit for for our friend Jake. <laughs> Jake, 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 J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets. <laughs> well, enough about the NFL draft for today. We'll probably give some of the bigger picks um, on the next episode. If there's anything left, some of the maybe the quarterbacks, yeah. right? I guess there's some quarterbacks yeah. in the draft. Some quarterbacks have to be taken off the board at some point. Kind of crazy that we didn't see any in the top 20, I don't think. Um, yeah. But we talked about there being some midweek soccer, um, some really amazing games and moments, but a kind of quirky, <laughs> odd moment that happened when we recorded today uh, happened this morning. What was that? And yeah. give us the details. <laughs> there's not really many details. I woke up to an alert on my phone. I, I don't know if I... I, yeah, I don't know. Anywho, I, I got this alert saying uh, Mino Rayola has died. Um, for those of you who don't know who he is, he's probably the probably the richest um, agent and maybe in the most world and most notorious and the most notorious as well. Um, probably out of any sport. Um, Him and Scott Boris are both just right there, neck and yeah, neck. It seems. Yeah, this guy is. Um, he makes everything difficult. Um, but that's why big players like him because he typically gets what the players want. Um, anywho, <laughs> so supposedly he had died. I guess he, he's having health issues. Like actually he's having health, health issues that have been going on for a while, supposedly. Um, but yeah, reportedly dead this morning by an Italian reporter. And as you can see, I'm laughing because a tweet came he tweeted <laughs> like i don't know maybe an hour later after i got the after i got the alert that uh actually he was fine um he tweeted that his health status was 
pissed off um, because I guess that's the second time in the last four months that they reported him dying. <laughs> so it was just a weird way to start my morning this morning. Um, very, very weird. I guess a little morbid, but sort of funny. <laughs> like yeah. the world of soccer and news, like soccer media is just crazy to, to, to say, I mean, to say the least, it's so bad. Yeah. It's very, <laughs> it's usually very toxic, I guess is the best yes. way to explain it. Like yeah, there just it can't be any peace. I mean, Steven was just talking about the whole like transfer sagas or manager situations. It's like, oh. is Antonio, Antonio Conte <laughs> leaving Tottenham? It's like the man's just got there. Like what? It's just, it's always very strange. Ooh, I love the transfer window. So be prepared for the summer. I love some transfer rumors. So we I'm do. sure we'll be we, talking more about we that. We are constantly swapping tweets and texts about <laughs> transfer rumors, anything, even jerseys. Like we're always on the cutting edge of what's happening in the sports world, but particularly on the pitch with soccer. Uh, but so anyways, that happened. Very strange, very yeah. odd. We had to say that because that, that was a weird thing that happened. Just so weird. <laughs> um, maybe he is close to dying. I don't know, but... I don't really care that much, <laughs> to be honest. If he goes, he goes. I don't know the guy. He's got his money. Anyways, mm. not to be morbid like you said. But on Tuesday, we had an unreal classic um, in the Champions League semifinals. Leg one between Manchester City and Real Madrid. This one was wild. It was a 4-3 result. Uh, Man City getting the win in leg one. Uh, but they just had everything I think you could have wanted. It had goals. It had stellar goals. It had just ice-cold moments, Brandon. Uh, what was the one that stuck out to you the most from the match? I got to say Benzema's penalty, the Panenka. Um, just to even attempt that against who I think is the best team in the world. I mean... <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> yeah, to I mean, score their nasty. third goal. Eh, eh. Gosh, again, this is, I think I said this a couple weeks ago when Man City played Liverpool, that you guys should just go watch the full game again. This is one of those games where you should go watch the full game, not the highlights, the entire 90 minutes. Um, an absolute classic. Uh, to be honest, Man City could have been up, I think, four to one. Easily by the half. In the first half. He's they the left. Best. They left one on ones, like one on ones with the keeper. Um, they just left so many chances out in the field, and I was like, "That is going to come back to bite them." Um, also, really confusing to see Real Madrid get sort of opened like that. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think? Because I, I, I was texting you guys. I was like, "Oh my god, they should have scored again!" Oh my god, they should have scored again. Like, and they didn't. They're just leaving, you know, and we sort of knew, right? Like when they're not putting in those chances, Real Madrid will get something, right? They, they have to get something and they ended up doing it. But It felt like Riyad Mahrez could have had a hat trick that game. I think he was the one that left the most chances like go. And mm. that moment when Vinicius Jr. made that turn up field and scored that goal, I think it was right after Man City had scored a goal. I think, was it to go up 3-1, I think? Maybe I'm not sure exactly, but when Vinicius Jr. went down the field and scored that goal, you knew that this one was going to be special. And uh, Gosh, I mean, it did disappoint. I mean, just that Benzema Paneka was unbelievable. 
to go against the Golden Glove winner from last season in the Premier League in Ederson was just so classy from Benzema. I mean, the man has like eight or nine goals in the Champions League, it seems, in the knockout round. And Gosh. he's just been wildly impressive. Yeah, he really has. And he had two on the night, by the way. It wasn't just a beautiful penalty to get their third goal. Um, he had a really good goal. Um, I think it was Zinchenko's fault, to be honest. Uh, I had to look, watch it back. But, um, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne scores in the second minute. I think they said it was the fastest um, goal in a Champions League semifinal. Yeah. Um, right. Mares with the assist on that one. It was a be- beautiful, beautifully worked. I mean, <sighs> they're just Real-time so fun connection. to watch. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin being more than just the – I mean, I think he has one of the strongest, like, foot – in yeah. soccer, his ability is to smash a ball into the net is insane. But this time, he used his head and placed it perfectly. Yeah, he can do he can do everything. I mean, he's a top five, top three player in the world. Probably on my the, favorite midfielder. I think on his best days, he might be the best player in the world. Yeah, he's most insane. complete. Most complete. Very complete. He can do it all. Um, yeah, and then Gabriel Jesus, who I think also had oh, was it a one on one as well? I feel like. Yes. At some point, him. anywho, um, puts in a good puts in a good goal um, in the eleventh minute. So they go up two nothing pretty early, and Re- like I said, Real Madrid's defense is all over the place. Alaba, who transferred from um, Bayern Munich, this was it past summer. Mm-hmm. Um, who's usually stellar, had a terrible night. Terrible. He got night. subbed off. Yeah, was it at halftime? the game. I think it was like, yeah, like the 55th minute. It was pretty early on. He got subbed off. I think it was after the third goal they took him off and replaced him, I think, with Nacho, um, yeah. I believe. But yeah, not and that's fair. Night. He was having a terrible night. So he'll be looking to make things right in the second leg for sure. Um, like I said, then Benzema responds before half with a really good goal, sort of out of nowhere. Um, and I think it came off of like a turnover, like an error. And that's what just, that's what Real Madrid does. They press pretty well. They'll get a turnover and then they'll go with their, their front three. Um, you know, Vinicius is so good, but <laughs> so good. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, because the second half starts, right? It's two, one, the game should be blown out of the water from man city at the, at this point with, you know, and that's and I'm not like just exaggerating that. You know, some people are like, oh, we should have scored this, we should have scored it. I have no skin in this game, and Man City should have been winning right. four to one. Um Phil Foden scores um uh, a good goal. And then the game after Vinicius Jr., I'll let you you know, explain the goal for, for everybody who didn't see it. Well, I think it was a ball that I think Man City had a good chance. And the ball made its way up to the sideline, close to midfield. And Fernandinho made a step on Vinicius on the sideline, missed the ball. Vinicius makes a perfect turn up the sideline. Dummies it. And just makes the perfect like run up the field, uses his speed to beat all the Man City defenders, and just slots it in the net to beat Ederson. I mean, it was just like it was end to end stuff the whole game. And, uh, Honestly, the fact that Real Madrid is in this second leg is pretty incredible, like we've said. Yeah, just incredible. An incredible like solo goal by him. Um, just the audacity to do the dummy turn um, and then just sprint 
60 yards solo and uh the composure to actually and finish, then it, finish it yeah like man vinicius jr what a what a player i mean he's stepping up big time um i mean he was the one that was pretty much like hey man you're gonna fill the shoes that ronaldo left that was crazy. pretty much what he came to do um I mean, Hazard was just a total flop in Madrid. Hazard flop. So it's man. been it's been Vinicius to be the one to try and fill those shoes. Initially, I think now Benzema obviously has stepped up and become the man on that team. But Vinicius Junior showing that he is no slouch even at a young age. Yeah, and dang, I wish Steve was here because he'd be much more excited about the game. I think, <laughs> or give us a little bit more insight. Um, but yeah, so at that point, it is three to two. I'm at work and watching it, so I'm freaking out. Like, what is happening in this game? <laughs> like, Man City should be far and away. Um, they should be in the final, basically, at this point. Nope, not the case. Uh, Bernardo Silva, Silva does score uh, maybe a controversial goal. Um, I've seen some things about it. Um, I initially had said I thought the whistle was blown. I saw it go to his mouth. And then I thought the whistle had been blown. Obviously, the Madrid players expected it to be blown. Yeah. And they stopped. A lot, a lot of them stopped. I think um, mm. Camavinga was around the ball. And then Courtois never really, like, unplanted his feet. Mm. And so, yeah, Bernardo Silva takes advantage of the situation. He still had to do a lot of hard work to get that ball um, and to score it. But he blasted that thing in the left-hand corner of the goal. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, you know, it was a play on, an interesting play on call by the ref. Uh, but you do see, I mean, it happens, right? It does happen. So uh, play to the whistle, I guess. And uh, beautiful goal. I'm not going to take anything away from that. Um, except for Courtois was not expecting it. So right. um, interesting. And then, yeah, the beautiful Paneka um, penalty by Benzema. Just the audacity, 4-2 down in the 82nd minute. I mean... And the commentator Dude. said he had missed two penalties over the weekend as well. <laughs> so to come back after missing two to have the confidence On the to biggest do stage, yes. Right. So that really just shows you how much confidence he has. You know, he's flying probably more than any striker in the world uh, at the moment. I, I'm assuming he's top for the Golden Boot. I, I should have looked it up, but um, the dude is crazy so it's 4-3 going in the second leg i don't even know how how i would predict the second leg um i still think man city will win um but dude i i have no idea what do you think more goals are in store <laughs> i i had said it was going to be a one nothing win like very conservative um and then i think after real madrid was playing poor defense it sort of egged man city on to like go after the game it sort of turned into some trouble, so we ended up with a four-three classic. Absolutely Insane. amazing! Um, I love, I love soccer. So, and well, we got League. we got that one out of the way. We got to recover. Um, the other one yeah. was not as crazy. I think it was equally though as lopsided in the beginning. Except this one was sort of all the way through. We had Liverpool uh, dominate against Villarreal, maybe not on the scoreline. It was only a two-nil scoreline, which is gonna favor Villarreal into the next leg, I think. Um, but what was the quick recap on this one that you saw? Yeah, it, obviously we expected this. Um, Villarreal only play one way in the Champions League, especially against bigger teams, better teams. Um, it's a low block, 4-4-2. Uh, 
Um, and none of the counterattacking that they, they tried to do against Liverpool was working on the day. Um, their forwards could not get on the ball. They could not hold it up very well. Um, I didn't check the stats, but I watched a good portion of the game and just they were not producing anything at all. Um, so, yeah, I was, you know, and I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, I think on Monday when we were previewing the game, saying 0-0 zero, zero could happen. Um, and honestly, I will say this, and I'll, I'll leave it to you, but um, the first goal for Liverpool was an own goal, sort of like a freak own goal um, by Villarreal. Came off of came off of a cross that was deflected off of, um, I think it was the left back, um, and the goalie was stepping out to, I guess, claim the cross where he expected it to go, and it came behind him and it hit his hand. I think he could have pushed it away but didn't and went in the goal. Anywho, I'm not doing a great job of explaining it. Go watch it for yourselves. But if that doesn't go in, do Liverpool score? I mean, I know they scored like two minutes later after that off of a beautiful goal. Um, but like if they're not – if Villarreal doesn't get shaken or a little rattled by that, do you think they could have held on to 0-0? Zero, zero? I, I like want to say because I sort of predicted that they would have, that they would have, but – Liverpool is just so, so, so much better than them. It's it's crazy. I definitely think it would not have ended 0-0. Hmm. Liverpool's wingbacks in Trent Alexander-Arnold and uh, Andrew Robertson are just too good on their services so and just good. linking up that I think that no matter what, they're going to find a way to score some goals. I honestly think this one, again, could have been 4-0. I think Robertson had a goal called back for offsides. That was like so close. So they had a couple opportunities. They were peppering the goal. It felt like, so they dominated the game. Obviously I don't have the numbers in front of me, um, but it felt like they probably had the majority of the possession and probably should have done better at the end of the day. They should have more than two goals, but Villarreal survives and now has a fighting shot going into leg two to make it to the champions league final potentially. Potentially. I mean, it, yeah, it goes back to Villarreal. Um, they did not have a shot on target on the day. They had one shot um, total. <laughs> so they had 26% possession. Um, yeah, so if, if you can't get any shots on target, you're not going to score unless it's an own goal. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think it might be wrapped up here. But I, there I go again. I said I'm not going to count Villarreal out until they're actually out because they've proven me, us, I think the world wrong before. So um, it's going to be a good second leg. They, sh I think they're on two separate days, the Champions League legs or second legs. So you should be able to watch both of them. Um, but yeah, if you had to choose one, I mean, probably Liverpool. the probably the Man City. Uh, oh, sorry, Man City. Yeah. Sorry. yeah, yeah, Man City is gonna, I think, take the cake and make it to the final. We'll have an all English final. I think the two will. teams of the Premier League, the ones battling it out all season, they will be the ones to have a rematch of the century. Not of the century, but of the season. They've just been be. neck and neck. It's just been crazy. Who knows? Um, Liverpool could be going for the quadruple if they win the Champions League. <laughs> be insane. 
<laughs> so be like they could win the league if Man City slip up. They could win. Is it the FA Cup? They've already won mm-hmm. the Carabao, and it looks like they're going to a Champions League. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine? We have some Liverpool fans that I'm sure will get on if that happens, um, and maybe we'll get them on anyways. But yeah, I, that's just the storyline I want to see throughout the rest of the season. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that disagree with us. So if you disagree, get in the comments. Let us know how you feel. Um, but I think it will be an all-English final. Be crazy. It would be crazy. Very crazy. Uh, there were some more English teams playing in Europe uh, in the Europa League semifinal on the lower tier European play. West Ham was taking on Eintracht Frankfurt, and that game ended 2-1 to one in Frankfurt's um, side. And the first goal came within the first minute. Kind of crazy. Uh, you want to give some highlights of this one? Yeah, yeah, very briefly. Um, there was a header to the back. It was across to the back post in the run of play um, within the first minute. Header goal. I mean, it was beautifully worked uh, by Frankfurt. Uh, seemed to shock West Ham, you know. <laughs> they hadn't even played 60 seconds yet. <laughs> they had to get scored on. Um, I think also the Frankfurt fans did show up. I, I, I didn't see the exact number, but I – I heard them when I was watching. Um, but, yeah, of course, West Ham responds. Uh, I think they're the better team. Um, but, yeah, they, they respond. Bowen had a one-on-one with the keeper. The keeper actually kick-saved it. Uh, I think his name is Will Trapp. Um, so mm-hmm. Some of you guys might recognize his name because uh, he's been around the, the German league. Um, I think he was in the national team for a while, too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not the number one. Yeah. Anywho, beautiful save by him. Um, but in the 21st minute, West Ham did work a beautiful set-piece goal. I don't know if you were able to see that goal, but it was great. I think it was for Nals from the from the set-piece. <laughs> and uh, Zuma header across the box to um, their striker and uh, put it in to tie it 1-1. Um, and then Frankfurt almost scored again before half. Maybe should have. Uh, it was a hard chance, I guess, sort of. Um, but they did score in the 54th minute um, with a beautiful slip pass in behind the defensive line. Fabianski for West Ham actually made a really, really good save. Um, but the ball deflects off him into another Frankfurt player who was onside, and it goes in the back of the net, 2-1. Um, and then in the 79th minute, Frankfurt hit the post um it was i think it was also a one-on-one with the keeper or is no it wasn't. it wasn't it wasn't it was there was a defender in the way but um could have easily been 3-1 let's just say that so um, what's interesting is i tuned in later into the game yeah and at, at that point the west ham keeper wasn't even fabianski it was Ariola. oh so, shoot i didn't realize so that i don't even know I what happened in between yeah so neither of us have any idea of what happened to Babinski. Was it Fabianski that it might have been the was it Ariola? It might have been Ariola then. Okay, that's what I, I just said Fabianski because I, like, I was like, he is their keeper. It's a big game. I assume he'd be in. Ariola was the one I was watching. Okay, so I don't shoot, know, that's my fault it then. An error. Okay. Oh man, fact check. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. But yeah, uh, they they could have gone three one up. Should have gone three one up. But hit the post. The post was hit a couple times tonight. 
And uh, tell us about the last last post hit of the night. Man, dude, this goal would have been probably like the best goal in West Ham history. I don't yeah. even know much about West Ham, but the fact that this would have came in a semifinal on a pretty pretty big European stage, it would have been amazing. Uh, Jared Bowen, he did hit the post, I think, twice in the night. And this second time was like the 88th minute. Uh, it's off of a corner, I think, initially. Um, I think a ball deflector got played in and he tried the bicycle and hit just above the underside of the bar and it bounced down, but it was in front of the goal line and did not count as a goal. But I mean, the keeper was beat. I mean, there was nothing the keeper could have done. It was so sweet looking. I mean, it was, it would have been amazingly done, Um, but it just came up a little too high off the bar and didn't slip in. But man, not only would that have equalized late, but it might have given West Ham the momentum and motivation to put Frankfurt away in the second leg. But now Frankfurt has the advantage going back home and West Ham on the road. So this one, I think, could go either way. Like you said, West Ham is the better team, but Frankfurt has shown to be the more hungry team. Mm-hmm. And West Ham will be riding like we've been talking about. This will be their way into the Champions League if they can win the Europa League final. So they need this. They need this opportunity to get back on the world stage of being in Champions League football. So down to one, you have a great shot at winning, but they don't have the advantage. And that Frankfurt army showed up once again um, in London. So it won't be any easier going into their house back in Germany. Yeah, it's really anybody's game going back to Germany. Um Bowen was was off tonight. I think it's fair to say. You know, a couple of those you would you would say he he would put in. I think he had some three really good chances. Even if he just puts one of them in, uh, they're tied two two, right? So I don't think he has another bad game. He's had a really good year. I I've said he'll be on the the flight to Qatar with England because I think he's just been that amazing this year. Um, yeah, I I I can see him being the star of the next the next leg. Um, and I do think West Ham has a, still has a good chance. Uh, but Frankfurt, again, doing the job, going back home with a win, with a goal in hand, goal lead. And uh, I'm not going to count them out either. They're very good. Uh, quickly run us through the rest of the European games they have going on. Very quickly, very quickly. Um, in the Europa League, the second game, that was happening at the same time as the West Ham game, actually. Uh, RB Leipzig versus Rangers. Um, I can't. I don't remember what we said this game might turn into. Uh, I don't know if we even gave predictions, but um, it was it was a pretty good game. Uh, Rangers didn't really create a whole lot. Um, RB Leipzig is better than Rangers, <laughs> full transparency. But um, it took until the 85th minute and an absolute banger from the X Man City left back, right back. I think he can play Benfield. I don't even know. Uh, Angelino. Um, that, I think that also came off of a corner. Um, outside, outside of the box. I think it was left footed. God, just go, go watch it. Beautiful goal. Great for him. Great for them going in the second leg. It was at home though. It was in Leipzig. So they'll be going to, to Scotland and I did look it up. It is Glasgow. Um, so they'll be going to Rangers. All right on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my accent's terrible. Um, they will be in, at Rangers and, um, 
We'll see what happens there. We will see what happens there. I'd bet money on Leipzig, but you never, ever know. And Cuckoo also was off on the night, and Cuckoo's probably Leipzig's best player. Um, he could have scored, I think, two and didn't. Um, so, yeah, that, that's also another player to watch out for. Uh, we mentioned Darwin Nunez from Benfica as a striker that's probably going to move the Premier League this summer. And Cuckoo we could also see in the Premier League this summer. Um, he will definitely be on a different team come – uh, next season. Uh, but there's also the Europa Conference League that's going on. So another right. step, the step down from the Europa League. So you got Champions League, Europa League, and brand new as of last year? This year. This year. Uh, the inaugural season. Um, yeah, the Euro- Europa Conference League. Um, semifinals, you had Leicester City playing Roma at home. The game ended 1-1. Our guy, Tammy, did not score the goal. Um, so we'll just move right along, but the Leicester city, I mean, that's a premier league team still in the semifinals. I wish wish this was the final to be honest. Me too. Um, seems like it's fit for a final, but the other game sort of, I don't know if anybody would have predicted this. I don't know much about these two teams to be honest. I haven't been following them this year. Um, but Marseille, uh, versus Feyenoord. It was in, at Feyenoord, I don't know what city that's in. Maybe that is the city. Um, the game ended 3-2 to Feyenoord's favor. Um, pretty crazy. So they also will go into a second leg. That'll be next week, next Thursday. Um, again, great games. I, and I've been tell- we've been telling you guys, the Champions League is not the only thing to watch. Premier League is not the only thing to watch. You have these midweek games that – matter a lot all these teams are interested especially at these later stages they're going to be great games um so the europa league europa conference league check them out next week at least because they the second legs will bring a whole bunch of drama i'm sure some good football for us and uh, i'll stop talking and they also are great at keeping you distracted from all your work that you need to be doing whether it be school your big job it's a great little side thing to have on your second screen on your computer <laughs> yeah, and just up. have it on. Um, nothing too serious. It's not like, you know, heart pounding, you know, sweaty stuff. It's good entertainment to get you through your day. Um, that's a good way to look at it as well. You got me uh, through college, you- so. Yeah, that's, that's certainly a thing. I remember being in class sometimes or just in between classes. We would go and sit in the atrium together just watching uh, football together whether it be Champions League, Europa League, that's what we used to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond the Champions League and Europa League and the Conference League, we're going to talk about the Premier League. Um, it is the one we do care a lot about. Uh, there was only the one midweek game. It was between the third-place Chelsea Blues taking on Manchester United, who are trying to keep their Champions League hopes alive. Um, those hopes were doused a little bit. This one ended in a 1-1 draw, but uh, Cristiano saving the day for Man U, getting the goal. Um, but I think you believe De Gea is probably also going to be that star player that Man U can look and say that he also saved the day. Um, yeah, Cristiano moves into second on the Golden Boot race. Um, no one's going to catch Mo Salah, but beating out Youngman Son, who's had an insane year um, this year as well. So. Again, Cristiano Ronaldo is not the issue at Man United. He is literally get it into your brains, people. Holding you guys in fifth or sixth or set wherever you guys are now. Yeah. And so is David De Gea. David De Gea should win Man, uh, Player of the Year for Man U, or it'll be one of those two. Um, 
those two guys are single-handedly just carrying this team, carrying them. Yeah, it's it's not a good look for them. They No. I mean, Bruno Fernandez, I don't think, has done anything the past month. Disappeared, missed pe- penalties. Yeah, they say he's been missing penalties that he normally would be slotting away. Uh, Fernandez, Penandez, whatever Penandez. you call them. Um, <laughs> Troll. Like, honestly, it's kind of weird to think that Ronaldo's not the one taking penalties. Maybe that's just me. I would figure he'd just be the one to do it. Um, anyways, that's not the point about this game. None of the penalties were taken in this one. Um, and it ended 1-1. I don't. I didn't get to see the Chelsea goal. Uh, did you see the Chelsea goal? Yeah, it was good. It was might have been deflected to the back post. Somehow it gets to the back post. And probably the best scoring left back. Is that fair? Uh, other Alonso? than Andy other than Andy Robertson. Yeah, Alonso, Alonso always getting forward. He He's loves getting forward. Up there. He's always in the box trying to score goals. Um, so I like I also he has great hair. Great hair. So um, gorgeous man. Gorgeous man. So um yeah he scored their goal um, i've seen him i've seen him up close in person before it's it's oh, real. yeah it's nice we'll have to show pictures sometime of that trip um <laughs> i heard there's yeah. a second one happening but that's not the point yeah i mean maybe we'll talk about that uh, should we talk about that right now <laughs> no 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 in a second in a second we're talking about important things anywho this game was sort of boring uh didn't really mean much to either team maybe to man more to man you but it was a midweek boring game, to be completely honest. I caught a little bit of it. Um, but maybe something that overshadowed the game itself. Ralph Radnick, I guess, had an interview that day or yesterday or something. I have no idea. Uh, but was coming out and saying all these quotes and doing all these things, which is so weird. If I was the head coach, I would just shut up, especially with all the drama that surrounds Man U. Just be quiet, dude. Just get, stop. Stop doing these stupid interviews. It doesn't help anybody. Um, definitely not you. He um, So he he came in as a caretaker manager. Basically means he knows... Oh, baby, man, you little baby. <laughs> basically what that means is he knows he's not going to have the job for much longer than they told him he's going to have it. They were, they've been searching for a manager, which we told you guys last week or maybe on Monday that they did get. And Ten Hag um, from Ajax. So the what everybody has been told is that Ralph Ragnick, that current caretaker manager of Man U, a lot of M's in there, um, will move into some consultation role inside the Man U office. Or- it sort of seemed like initially he would be like the football director. That's what it was initially sort of painted as. But it's yeah. been so vague that they have not made any clear indication of what it actually is, which now leaves room to where he might be stepping into something else. Might be. Probably should. Um, I wouldn't touch Manu with a 10-foot pole. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's been heavily linked with the Austrian head coaching job, the national team head coaching job. Um, so that's very, very interesting. Cole, if I gave you the choice right now of to be a consultation part-time person, which I thought it would be a full-time job, by the way, he came out and said there'll be time to, there'll be enough time to coach an international gig. It's literally, I think, a quote from him. He said, um, "If I were to give you the option to say, oh, go do some consulting on the side and basically be retired." <laughs> 
for Man U or go um, be a head coach for Austria, um, which one would you choose? See, it's strange because he's not even going to be coaching in anything soon. Like, there's no World Cup coming up for him. There's no major tournament. So it's like, okay, cool. I guess go have fun building the national team. But also, Man U is a cesspool of problems. Uh, I guess I'm just going to go coach the national team. Maybe. I mean... I guess. I don't know. Like, it's I, I thought that situation. was a rhetorical question. And I was thinking, I was like... I don't know, part-time gig in Manchester. Yeah, part-time, that makes sense. <laughs> no, I think you're right. It's just like, I guess they're both sort of part-timey. I don't know, it depends. I don't know. I To go live in Austria, I think that'd be pretty nice too. Um, but he wouldn't have to live there, like you said. Like he can just show up every once in a while. Right. It's, it's a really weird thing. I guess maybe he's just a busy bee where he just likes to have his whole life consumed by football. Anywho. I don't know. Yeah. Enough about this because it's just boring, to be honest, at this point. No one knows what's happening with Man U, and I think it comes from the top down. Um, and it's honestly just getting old at this point. Uh, they stay in the news because they're Manchester United and because of their history. Um, but it's it's getting very old. I'm sort of over it. Um, I'm hey, sort of over you. Ralph Ragnick as well now. It's just annoying. I'm just, it's weird. I'm over so it. they can have fun in the Europa League where it's <laughs> not so good, but not so not bad so either. <laughs> if they even make it, they can still slip. They so. can make the Conference League where it's uh, not good and it's, it's pretty It's pretty bad. It's so, pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> until, hey, the, know, until the last round. Tottenham didn't even make it out of the group stage this year, which doesn't say a whole lot because COVID, but still. Uh, it's been a long so. season. Yeah, it's been a long season. We've kind of come around a bit. Um, around the Premier League, though, there's some games this weekend. We have four games for a lot of teams left. Um, some have five in hand after this weekend. And uh, I think some ones to keep an eye on. You have Watford and Burnley, those two teams at the bottom. Burnley's trying to scratch their way out, stay above the relegation line. Um, Tottenham and Leicester. Tottenham is trying to regain the points that they lost to catch up against Arsenal. Arsenal taking on West Ham, both teams vying for what's left in that top four spot. Uh, those two games in particular will be very, very important this weekend. I'm thinking as a Tottenham fan, I guess we need West Ham to win so that we can make sure we can get as many points Definitely. up against Arsenal as possible. Everton taking on Chelsea. Chelsea will definitely look to respond after that stalemate against Man U. Everton will need to respond against the whole season. They are running out of time. Uh, the relegation line is above them currently, and they have no choice but to go up if they want to have any shot at staying in the Premier League and continuing their record of 60-plus years in the league. So of those games, which one is the one that you want to keep uh, your eye on? I think the Everton-Chelsea one would be very, very interesting. I do think Everton can get points because it, it is at Goodison Park at Everton. Um, that is a game that they can win. Um, I think Chelsea's sort of in cruise control right now. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, But that, that should be a good game to watch. Uh, watch me be so wrong and Chelsea just comes in there and uh, bends them over and wins for nothing. Yeah, um, I think so. that's probably a likely outcome. I think... The West Ham Arsenal game is the biggest game of the weekend. Obviously, I think Tottenham Leicester game, obviously for me, is very important. And 
is scary because you've had two pretty poor performances in a row, but having Arsenal be in front of you on points and having the matchup coming in two weeks for the North London Derby, you want to come into that game being level. So you need them to lose it and you need to win against Leicester so that mm-hmm. you have every opportunity to take advantage of that North London Derby. And um, we'll see what happens. Big, big weekend. Big weekend. And then just to mention this um, before I ask you a question, Newcastle will be hosting Liverpool as well. Newcastle's in flying form. Um, that will probably end against Liverpool. But they, you know, Alan St. Maximin, um, Joe Elton scoring goals. Joe Elton and Bruno, is it Gomares? G- I, I, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting name. Yeah, I think he's is he Brazilian. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> That's a Disney song. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but that should be a very interesting game. Man City goes to Leeds. Um, they gave him a hard time earlier this season. Don't think Le- it'll be the Leeds same. Can still, Leeds can still get relegated themselves. Yeah, so... Uh, that, you know, that might be highly contested as well. We'll see. Uh, it's a it's a good weekend for the Premier League. Um, but you did mention the North London Derby. Uh, do you have any news on that? You said you had a ticket. Yes. So I gave you guys an update close to the beginning of this podcast back in February where I had let you guys know that I had a ticket from the canceled North London Derby in January. Well... I've been watching some TV and you and McGregor keeps coming up on my TV in that Expedia commercial talking about you can buy things or you can go places. It's about the places you go. And I was thinking, you know, man, I could get some stuff like I could, you know, buy some things that I, I do need. But I was like, man, but to go and watch the North London Derby when teams are neck and neck, how could I pass that up? So I have booked my ticket to fly in on the day of the North London Derby and I'll be going to that game. I'll be going to the final home game against Burnley. And then keeping my eyes open to the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Liverpool. Oh um, because gosh. I went to the because I went to the Chelsea Tottenham game in January, I technically have like a Chelsea like ticket membership so I can buy their tickets. If they're not sold out by the time it comes to my tier of membership, I'm gonna try and see if I can spin it. <laughs> Anyway, so kind of crazy. crazy. Oh kinda my crazy. gosh! I didn't, I didn't envision this happening again. It was sort of like a pipe dream of like, oh yeah, like maybe I'll go back when they reschedule it. But in a crazy turn of events, I'm finding myself flying back to London and maybe even going to Paris or something. I don't know. I have to figure out what to do with three days of my trip still. But yeah. kind of crazy. I don't know if we'll have podcasts while I'm in London. <laughs> maybe we will. That might be tough. We'll see. I'll definitely have some footage to share um i'm very excited for where i'm sitting y'all will be very uh jealous maybe you'll see me if we score in the corner um i might be bringing the boys like yeah like hugging them that'd be pretty amazing (laughs) hopefully it's like in the 90th minute winner on the guy that's in the corner yeah like hugging sunny oh gosh i have no idea i hope they win honestly i just hope they win the game that's all i'm hoping for Mm -hmm. um but that's happening very very excited for that um, but beyond just what's happening in my life, um, there's some more stuff that we need to talk about before this podcast is over. And the CONCACAF Champions League final leg one happened Wednesday night against Pumas and Seattle. That one ended in a 2-2 draw 
And we've talked about this many, many times that CONCACAF ing is a real thing and you can get CONCACAF pretty hard. You believe that this one was just about as true to that as can be. What happened in this one? Um, the the referee, <laughs> the refereeing was the it was the best player of the night. I think um, <laughs> the most influential. The, yeah, he had the most influence on the pitch, um, which drives me crazy. So I'm glad I don't have any teams in this fight. Um, there's two penalties that were given um, that literally don't exist in the world of soccer football um, ever. Um, other than CONCACAF. Um, uh, yes. So if maybe that makes more sense for you, for the listeners, for the watchers. Um, you can also just go watch the highlights for yourself to, to make your own decision. You're the highlight um, plug. But yeah, the, the, uh, the first goal in the night was, was a penalty. Um, it was two Pumas. Um, Juan Deneno, who is the striker who I've mentioned before, he's having a really good year in, in the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, he's actually going to win the golden boot. Probably he's on nine goals. Um, he, he's, he gets played a ball into the box, um, gets it kicked away, um, by a very good challenge from the defender. And, um, then they sort of collide. Um, the ball is gone. It, It bounces around because I think it deflects off another defender and sort of like comes back like their way. But the defender that made the tackle clear, basically cleared the ball. Like it, it was no longer Juan de Nenos, the striker. Um, it was given as a penalty right there. So how the ref, and maybe that's a tough call, right? Like the ref is on the bat, their backside, can't really see it. And I'm going to try to speed this up because we don't really need to talk about this game. This is sort of like a crap game. Um, <laughs> goes to VAR, goes and looks at it. And still says it was a penalty. Uh, never in a million years it, is that a penalty. Um, just so you know. Sorry, that was motorcycles running by, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you can hear it. Um, anywho, Stefan Fry, the goalkeeper for uh, Seattle, makes the save. <gasps> but he came off his line early. So it goes to VAR again. They say, nope, retake the penalty. Um, Juan Danino scores it on the second try. Um, classic CONCACAF right there. Um, but yeah, then he goes and scores an, an actual goal. Um, a beautiful cross. He heads it in. They go up 2-0. Um, and like I said, he will probably win the golden boot. I don't see anybody catching him. Um, but yeah, Seattle then gets a penalty. <laughs> also, Remember I said there was three penalties. <laughs> two of them never exist. Um, there was three, though. Seattle got the other two. So <laughs> um, Seattle got a penalty. And this penalty, it's hard for me to agree with. Um, the ball is in the box. Um, a Seattle little player is going to cross it. Uh, Pumas defender is sliding. And as you know, if you slide, if you were to just fall to the ground, your arms would naturally just move up especially when you're sprinting and you're sliding, your arm's going to come up like this. Um, I think that's a natural position. Some of you might disagree with me. It hits his arm. That's up when he's sliding. Um, Immediately gets called a penalty, um, gets taken, hardly goes in. The goalkeeper probably should have saved it. He had, I think, two hands on it. 
um, but goes into the side netting. Lodiero scored that one, uh, putting him on three goals in the tournament. Um, and then this might be the worst penalty of the night. Did you see this by chance? Nope. Okay, you're not missing much. Um, there's a slight touch. Christian Roldan was running toward the end line, um, and a Pumas defender sort of kicks across him, but it's very light, like really, really nothing. No, no Seattle players called for a penalty. No Pumas players were calling for a penalty. The ref didn't call anything. They just sort of start running back towards the middle of the field for a goal kick. Uh, while Roldan is rolling on the grounds yelling and screaming um so i think he his acting job really did get them this penalty um so great job christian <laughs> if you see this which you won't um yeah goes to var and in the 99th minute lodiero gets awarded <laughs> seattle gets awarded a penalty lodiero steps up and takes it uh to tie the game in the 99th minute um, so I'm going to move on, but if that's any indication of CONCACAF, um, refereeing, we're going to see in the second leg, no one can tell you how the, how the second leg's going to go. I mean, literally no one can tell you. And that referee should probably never have a CONCACAF job again, but he will, he will, because that's just how it goes. We love it. <laughs> Hate it. Well, <laughs> Well, uh, to the league that we love, over the pond, to the MLS, we're going to close you guys out with what we do on Fridays. That is the MLS Fast Five. We give our predictions for the biggest games of the weekend, and we begin with our first prediction between Austin FC and Houston Dynamo. Uh, Austin is sitting in second in the West, and Houston is in seventh. We have another big Texas matchup in back-to-back weekends. Brandon, what do you have going on in this one? Prediction. I will go for a surprising 1-1 tie. Uh, I think Houston might be able to get something done there. I want to give Austin FC a big win, 3-0 against the Dynamo. They, I think, find their way to come level on points with LAFC. We'll see. Um, Real Salt Lake, they're taking on the LA Galaxy. They sit sixth. The Galaxy sit third. This one will be a good one. I have a 2-2 draw, late drama Again, involving Chicharito this time, I think he does not get the goal to put them ahead and keeps the mm. game at a 2-2 draw. Yeah, it's uh, it's at Real Salt Lake. Um, I think it'll be pretty close. I could. Uh, what you you say 2-2? I did 2-2. Um, I have to choose a winner here. I'll say one nothing Real Salt Lake, but I'm pulling for the Galaxy. <laughs> okay, we have our hometown guys. They're taking on Montreal. I'm talking mm. about Atlanta United, who, again, somehow are still fourth, despite the results that they've been getting recently. Um, Montreal is in sixth, though. They're going north of the border. I am torn. I don't think, after last week's performance against Inter-Miami, of which I think they got kind of robbed late of a penalty for Brooks Lennon. Um, anyways, I just don't think we can get the win in Montreal. I think we'll probably lose this one. Uh, probably 2-0 to be honest, but anything can happen. What do you think? It just really depends. We haven't, we, we, I say we, Atlanta United typically like holds a lot of possession. Um, if they can just find ways to score goals, which is probably the hardest thing to do in soccer. Right. Um, easier said than done. 
I think they can win any game. That's the thing. Um, Luis Ar- Ar- Araujo. 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 I can never pronounce it. Um, is back, and I was I predicted him to be the MVP for the most this year. Probably won't happen because of his injury. Um, but he's back. You have a lot of guys back. Also, a lot of new injuries that came out this week. I'm gonna say we lose. Our defense is horrible. And we lost the defense. I actually Campbell's out now, so we might have to play Alan Franco. So who is a better defender? So I think at least. So maybe I'll say one nothing Atlanta. That was just way too long. One nothing Atlanta. Who cares? Okay. Yeah. Works for me. Yeah. Uh, Nashville SC is opening up their new house that we will be visiting in close to a month, less than a month now. They're month. taking on the first place Philadelphia Union in the East. This will be a really good matchup. Uh, Nashville is not where they want to be. They're not in the top of the West. They'll be looking to just get a point, though. I think they open up with a 1-1 draw to open up the new building. Um, that's a safe bet, but I think it's the most realistic outcome that they can look to. Yeah, I'll go with the draw as well. I'll say... Man, 1-1's a really good shout. Uh, 1-1 is definitely fair. Philly's very good, um, but I don't think Nashville will will win this first inaugural game. And in first place in the West, LAFC taking on the Minnesota Loons. They're just a fun team to root for, and I want them <laughs> to win against LAFC. Um, I'll give a... 2-0 win to the Loons in LA. Uh, you might want them to win. I don't think they will. I think it might be a 2-1 game, though. Uh, but LAFC will definitely win that one. Well, well, well. I think you're probably right. I'll just throw something <laughs> out there. Uh, but as we kind of begin to close, Brandon, what's going to be on the radar for the people? Yes, run through in a couple of things. Uh, so like we said before, the NHL playoffs are coming up starting May 2nd. Um, we will preview the preview those playoffs on um, Tuesday when our next episode comes out with a special guest. Um, Cole, I didn't even told you who it's going to be. Yeah, I'm sure you could guess. But um, so stay tuned for that. Um, that's going to be fun. We're also, like we said, working on getting a gaming episode out, another one, our second one. So that'll be really fun as well. Um, and then finally, like we said, that Nashville trip is coming up uh, towards the end of May. Um, so yeah, still brainstorming some ideas, going to try to figure out something to do for you guys, something maybe new, something fun. Uh, something that we can do, but also enjoy our weekend. So uh, I think that's about it. Maybe we'll become some bad fans of some culinary things like coffee and oh. desserts. Or <laughs> oh, we're getting crazy now. <laughs> hey, we can. That's the thing. We can be bad fans of more than just sports. That's what we love. We can be bad fans of gaming, entertainment, and now we're going to become food experts in Nashville. <laughs> I don't know. That's just the idea. I'm throwing them out right now. This is live. Uh-huh happening today <laughs> anyways guys well that about wraps things up today here on the bad fan uh thank you again for tuning in today it's uh been a pleasure as always and we hope that you enjoy the time together please if you did give it a thumbs up you've made it this far it's free and only takes a second of your time if you're not subscribed already if you're new around here or you just haven't pressed that button yet uh please do um it's free only takes a second of your time like we said and it helps the channel out a lot we're trying to get to 100 subs by the summer. That's actually quickly approaching. So really, really, really need you guys' help getting us there. 
Um, just don't be afraid to share with a friend. You can find more people down in the comments below. You have to be bold. Write your claims down, your predictions. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can do we it do. on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, just get down, get talking, and let's get this community growing together. If you want information on how to get to those places, there is a link tree in the description below that can find your way to where you need to be. Well, everyone, thanks again for joining us. All of us here at The Bad Fan today, Brandon and myself, hope you have a great day. And we will see you guys in the next one. It's going to be great. And until then... Wish you some peace and a good weekend. Until then, bye.